Hi, and welcome to another episode of Bonsai Stuff by me, Scott Martin from Bonsai Matsu. Uh, thank you for, for listening in. It's good to, good to be back. And boy, has it been busy lately. I have been absolutely flat out. I finally finished all the black pine um, needlework and bud selection and wiring and dewiring and all that sort of stuff. So that's all done now for another year. Doing it, um, doing it properly now during our late uh, late winter, oh, sorry, mid-winter session um, means that when we get to decandling time in December, the work's so much easier. So doing it properly now means time saved later on. So and it's you know you don't you don't get bonsai um, to to avoid work. You get bonsai to enjoy the time spent with the tree and to watch things develop and progress. So I don't begrudge one second with the, with the trees. It's just a busy time. That's all when your fingers do get filthy, and you uh, you certainly get covered in, in plenty of sap and, and copper dust. So anyway, today's podcast is called what now the reason for that is that i get asked a lot of questions from a lot of a lot of fantastic listeners and and customers and and followers on instagram and facebook and there's a common thread to a lot of it in so far as uh, i get advised you know there's a problem what now what do i do something's happened to my tree um, i've got an issue with it what should i do as the first uh, step in, in rectifying that issue, so as I as I've mentioned to quite a, quite a few people, I'll, I, I work through a process with what I do. I look for the damage first. You know, when I water daily, or when I do water daily, I check the trees every day. I look for damage to the leaves. You know, is there discoloration? Is there physical damage? Uh, is something drooping? Is something changed color? Um, is there an issue with? You know, is there any any defects? In the in the structure of the tree, because if there is, more than likely something's happening. So, you know, looking look for for insects too. Insects are obviously a, an easy go to initially for a problem, but looking for predatory insects like praying mantis or lady beetles, that sort of thing, they're a sign, a good sign, because they're obviously doing the job of, of an insecticide, but they're also there because there's something on your trees that they're feeding on. They don't come there because they enjoy the sunshine and the beautiful position the tree's sitting in. They come there because they're eating. So you need to, when you do see the, the good ones, you need to look for the, for the bad bugs as well. When you think you've looked over the tree thoroughly, have another look. Under the leaves, you know, try and try and get down close to the to the root system. Look across the the surface of the soil too. You know, push back some of the soil. Look for anything that's in there as well. Look for ants. Ants are uh, ants are a shocker. They don't do any damage in so far as themselves, but they're they're there feeding also. You know, more than likely on on aphids. And it's really common to see a tree that's got ants on it also with the sooty mould. So. You know, one thing leads to another that, you know, first step you need to take is to to treat the problem. So you've got bugs on your trees. All right, so how do we get rid of those bugs off the tree? The second and probably most important part is to work out why they're there in the first place. You know, a healthy tree, a healthy bonsai can withstand having a few bugs here and there on it. It won't, um, it won't, won't be the death of the tree. It's when the tree gets to... It's tipping point where it gets weaker and weaker over years and years of, of incorrect treatment 
or you know not being repotted when it should have or you know possibly it's not in the correct position for sun so therefore the strength of the tree starts to drop down that's when you'll find that the pests get into it and diseases and they start having an impact on the health of the tree so normally tree can fight it off fend for itself no problem put in defense mechanisms let the, let the bugs have a little bit of a feed they'll take it they'll move on no problems at all when they get weaker they can't defend themselves so then the insects start to infest and start to multiply and start to do some serious damage and it can get to the point where it's the straw that breaks the camel's back is you know that that one lot of aphids that comes along and i hear it i hear it all the time that you know aphids kill my bonsai and it's it's very hard for aphids to kill your bonsai but they could be the final straw that breaks that that causes your tree to throw its hands in the air and say that's it i'm done i'm finished so look to treat the problem now how do i treat the problem i'll look at some kind of contact insecticide now there's all different types there's there's the the leaning green there's the there's the mean there's everything in between so my port of call is to head along to a reliable uh, reputable supplier and look at the range they have there is uh, not that i like brand names for these things but i do like the yates brand of of products when it comes to working in a safe manner you know i've got i've got kids myself and last thing i want to do is do something disastrous to the environment or to to my health or to the health of those around me so i definitely prescribe to following strictly the instructions that are on the packaging that have been proven relatively safe or safe is a is a funny word but but safe to use and if in doubt you know there are there are uh, natural remedies for these things which you can you can find with a quick internet search what i do look and what i do recommend and what i use for myself is to get something which is going to give you a very quick result so from that i mean you are going to stop the spreading of any further damage to your tree immediately i don't like these ones that can possibly drag on for quite a while and uh, you know, it may take weeks or, or months to rectify the problem. I do like using something which will pretty quickly stop it dead. So one of the ones that I use is a, is a contact spray for bugs, for chewing insects specifically, caterpillars, that sort of stuff called Maverick. It's a Yates product and I mix it up in, in spray bottles and I'll, I'll have that on the go. The other thing I'll do is I use another Yates product called rose shield now that's a uh, systemic fungicide insecticide so i find it as a good all-round general purpose fixer-upper of, of problems that you have with you with your trees once i've i've solved the the issue I've, I've fixed the problem for now it's a matter of and this is the most important part is going back through and thinking what have i missed because it's something that you're in control of that you haven't done that's caused your tree to weaken. So what haven't you done? What 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 did you miss? And I I know personally for myself, it's repotting. You know, I'll look at a tree and I'll go, it's been in there two years, it's a little bit tight, but it's okay. You know, I'm I'm busy, I've got 150 other trees to repot, so I might just leave that one sitting there. And invariably that's that's the start of the downward spiral for that particular tree you know i use the example i walk along 
a bunch of trident maples, you know, there's probably, no, whatever, 10, 10 of them in a row, 15 of them in a row. You'll look at them and go, fine, 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 hang on, that one's got aphids on it. You start looking at it, the growth's maybe more stunted than what it should have been compared to the other trees. You know, the, the, the leaf colour isn't as vibrant as the other trees beside it, so when you have a little bit of a closer look, yep, there's a problem with it. Then you look at the watering side of things, and by not repotting the tree when it should have been, the water doesn't get through the, the root mass like it should. Water doesn't get into the tree, the tree starts to suffer with transpiration, so therefore the spiral downward starts, the tree then starts getting weaker and weaker. So then the bugs come in. You know, you're looking at a smorgasbord of 10, 15 trident maples all sitting in a row. Which one are you going to go for? The easiest one, the one that has the least defences lined up for it. The one that's going to be the easiest to chew through because it's all nice and soft foliage. Yep, that's the one. And you know what? I'll bring my buddies as well. So, you know, that it's it's easy to say that the, the bugs are there because it's spring, because it's tasty, fresh new foliage. You know, they're only really there doing damage because the bonsai wasn't repotted when it should have been repotted, which was the start. So not the end of the world. One, treat the problem. Two, identify what's caused the, the problem. Three, try and fix it for next time. And also then, lastly, just keep an eye on that tree and put it in a more delicate position. If there is something fundamentally wrong with the, the setup of, of the tree, then clearly you're going to have a problem when it gets to, to summer. You're clearly going to have a problem when it gets to, you know, 45 degrees and, and it's blowing a hot northerly wind and the oven's the oven door's been left open and your tree's there struggling to get any water through its root mass. So you need to you need to be mindful that the bugs are a trigger for for future care for that tree. So you now you can baby it through. You can fix things. You can maybe aerate the soil a little bit with a Phillips head screwdriver to, to try and open it up, open up the root mass a little bit more to allow water to get into those hard to reach places. You know, maybe it's it's time to scratch the, the top 15 mil of soil off the tree, put new soil on there with some sphagnum moss to try and help new roots come up and grow into that space and, and sort of start the ball rolling a little bit out of sync. So it's not the end of the world, but definitely that's the that's the procedure that um, that I take when I'm looking to treat a problem, but also look to fix the problem as well. Images of heroes past ocean pictures on the wall Moments that meant so much For your setup of your trees and the positioning of them you can also do a lot to help the trees uh, improve their strength which therefore means that you may not have as big of problems with the bugs and that sort of thing. So you want to make sure that you've got plenty of spacing around your trees. Try not to have them jam-packed shoulder to shoulder on the benches, sitting over the top of each other, taking away each other's sun. Try and get them so there's good airflow, good air circulation, good movement. They're not tucked into the corner of a, a space where the wind's not getting in there because you'll find that you know, if a tree's in a stagnant position in the yard, the fungal spores may come in and land on the tree which normally it isn't a problem because they're flying around everywhere anyway. So they'll come in, they'll land on the tree, but then the wind will come along and pick them up and blow them away before they can take hold and settle on the trees. 
It's when you get a tree that's sitting in a stagnant little position where there's very very little airflow or air circulation that you'll find they'll come in, settle, start taking hold, and then suddenly spread rapidly through the tree. So by putting them into an open uh, open area, you'll find that that sort of thing won't happen. The other thing too, keep your trees off the ground. Benches, trees should be looked at at eye height anyway, or close to. You know, they should be up up where you can appreciate them. Having them on the ground, looking down at them, it's not the best one. You know, if you've got any dogs or neighbourhood cats or whatever it is, you know, you'll find that there'll sooner or later be some damage caused by those beasts. The other thing is that you know, we put pot mesh into the pots to stop the soil mix coming out of the pots. We also stop, use it to stop bugs getting up into the soil mix as well. When you find that you've got your pots sitting on the ground, invariably you'll end up with curl grubs in there or, or millipedes or something like that, ants, that sort of thing where they can get in, take hold, start ferreting around in amongst the root mass, taking out the, the soil mix, heaven forbid, start eating the roots on the tree as well. But by getting them up and on a bench, one, you can see things a lot better and you can appreciate the trees, which is where they should be. But you can't, you won't get things going up in under the pots as well. The pot will be hole for the drainage hole for the pot will be off the off the surface of the of the bench. Another thing that I do with my trees is preventative spraying. Now again, a lot of people don't like using chemicals for their for their trees, which is fantastic. That's awesome. For me, my approach is that I will use whatever is available in my arsenal to protect my trees and and allow them to get as strong as they possibly can. So in my preventative spray, which I've just done in the last last couple of weeks, I, uh, I'll spray all of my trees with uh, a lime sulfur. Again, correctly mixed to the manufacturer's specification. Nothing, nothing fancy with it. I don't use my own mix. It's purely to exactly what they specify for roses and ornamentals on the um, on the reverse or the instructions for the for the spray. I light up the backpack and put on all the protective gear, and I will head out and I'll spray all the trees. That will get done twice during the dormancy period, uh, and I find that lime sulfur is what I was shown that was used in Japan. Doesn't mean because it's used in Japan, it should be used anywhere else. But since uh, I was studied there, I've also found that a lot of the problems that did arise with my trees when I was using other sprays disappeared. This lime sulfur seems to get in and sort out the spider mites pretty well. And with having uh, having a lot of lot of pines, spider mites can be an issue and the crackly bark. And the lime sulfur seems to do it for me. Does a does a really good job. The other thing I'll do is I'll use the rose shield which I mentioned earlier from from Yates the the systemic. And I, I do like the systemic because it effectively makes the tree poisonous to whatever is going to have a crack at it. So I'll wait till spring the first couple of weeks of spring you know early uh, late august early september when the the fresh new foliage is starting to pop its head out and the bugs are sitting back licking their lips just waiting for their chance that's when i'll go along with uh, with this systemic and i'll spray the trees as a preventative so the lime sulfur takes care of any build-up of the bugs during the, the cold period when there's no foliage around and you aren't actually seeing them uh, and the I find the rose shield stops them in their tracks when they do start their, their feeding process during the, the early part of, of spring. So another thing up my, up my sleeve to look after my trees.
I spend my youth dropping coins in a wishing well. I was working on a tree the other day. Nice, beautiful piece of collected Yamadori. Sort of wild growing tree that was, uh, was collected for the purpose of becoming a bonsai. And I was reflecting in, uh, in times just by myself about what I love about bonsai. And I was thinking it's the initial styling of the tree. It's, it's the first pair of hands that have been put on that tree to make it become a bonsai that, you know, by the right should, should outlast me and, and my kids and my great grandkids, hopefully that's how, um, that's how I design. Well, that's how I think about trees when I work on them is for longevity for, for not now, but for a long way down, long way down the track. And I came up with a concept in my head while I was working away called the first wire concept. And it summed up pretty quickly what, um, what I was, what I was feeling at the time in that you know, the first person, I was the first person to put a piece of wire on that tree to style it to become what I believe to be better than its natural self. You know, it can be, bonsai can be seen to be contrived or, or you know, or plastic or, or unnatural, all those, you know, all that sort of stuff. You hear it all the time. But when you first put a wire on the tree, you know, you, you do it with a purpose for, for styling the tree, but not only styling the tree, but also to improve the way that it captures the sun's energy too. So if you have two branches sitting on top of each other, the bottom branch will eventually get shaded out and will die. The, the top branch will get stronger and continue to flourish and grow out, out, out to, to reach towards the sunlight. So by wiring a tree, not only are we making it look pleasing to the eye in a design concept it's also got a functional process where we can shuffle those two branches so one comes a little bit forward one goes a little bit back so therefore when you know from the from the front angle from the two-dimensional look the tree looks exactly the same but from a top-down look you know which is where the sun's coming from you see those branches clearly getting their fair share of the sun's energy that's what wiring does you know wiring gives us those two two key benefits and to do one you know, to, to purely style a tree to look nice without considering the, the functional side of wiring is, a, is, is wrong. And to wire something just so it gets the sun's energy or, to, or to, so it's, a, it's more pleasing for the strength of the tree without taking into consideration the future design of the tree at the same time is also wrong. So you need to keep both of those two things in mind. So, so this first wire concept was something that I wanted to, to dig down on and, and I'm sure that's where... A lot of people get a bit of a spark. It's the reason why we go to bonsai nurseries and we look at stock or we we go through the, the trash section of a nursery and we dig around and we look at the trunk line, we look at the nabari, we dig into pots, we hold up branches, we'll look for look for the, the tree within. I, I was with a with a, a friend customer the other day and he said, you know, I really want to find the bonsai within and I went, That's such a great concept and the first wire concept with the, the, the bonsai within joined together it's really what um what's a big driver for a lot of people you know the maintenance side of a bonsai is one thing you know make keeping it look beautiful and doing all the, the work that's needed to to have them at a high level 
but the other side of it, that first styling, that first sitting that you do with a tree, I think is, you know, where you where you put your fingerprint on to the to the bonsai and you set it on a path, a future direction for for what it's going to look like, is really really exciting and really important too. And it shouldn't be something that that you're afraid to do. It should be something that you do with confidence. You know, you you harness all these skills and you read so much stuff and you see a lot of stuff online and you do courses and classes and that sort of thing and you know you you refine your skills your techniques your wiring and 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 everything and your styling and your pruning and you maintain your tools to a certain level and, and everything's ready to go for the first wire for the first first fingerprint that you put on that tree it's really important and really exciting and hey i've been doing bonsai for quite a long time and i still get a buzz out of it you know no matter what the tree structure is putting that first wire on a tree thinking and knowing that it's going to take it down a certain path for a very long time and i'm the first person to start that now that's that's really cool that's really exciting so that just about wraps up this podcast the bonsai stuff thank you for for listening just want to finish with the most important thing you can learn with bonsai the most important thing patience patience if you develop your trees slowly surely and accurately you will get there you will have you will end up with high-end stock you might look out the window at them now or you might walk around the garden with them and say no i can't see it but repetitively doing the right thing over a long period of time ends up with the result that you require you will get there with your trees just be patient with them doing too much too soon will be detrimental to the health of the tree when you look at your trees, when you have that morning coffee I've talked about before, when you wander through the garden, don't just glance over the trees, really have a look. Look for look for what you've missed. Look for any problems that you can deal with. Then what's next? What's next is the process of treating and remedy, rectifying the problem so it doesn't happen again. Improve the tree's strength and health so they go on and live, uh, live to fight another day. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, please stay in touch as always. Instagram, Facebook, email via the website bonzomatsu.com. Um, any time I can help, please let me know. Flick me, uh, flick me some, some messaging and, and we'll, we'll be in touch. Till next time, happy bonsai. Mm-hmm.